0: Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. We're going to look at Psalm 1 and Psalm 2 this morning. So if you've got a Bible and you want to follow it, that's where we are. If you want to look at it on your phone or if you just want to listen, that's fine. We don't have anything on on the screen, unfortunately. But um, these two Psalms Uh, really captured my attention recently and um, when Greg said to the service leaders recently oh could you preach on the 16th Um, I thought immediately that's what I want to look at and um, it does fit in quite well to the theme that Greg's been talking about which is this theme of our DNA as Christians and as a church and our um, the, the four W's, I don't know if you can remember the four W's, but we'll remind ourselves of those in a minute, because actually both of the, these psalms contain those themes in, in quite um, uh, serious way. So as we're reading through, see if you can spot them. All right, so we're going to start, I'm going to read both psalms actually, because they're quite short, There's six verses and 12 verses. Um, so I think we just need to read the psalms and then just make a few comments about them. So here we go. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In whatever he does, he prospers." The wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And then a completely different theme, Psalm 2. Why are the nations in an uproar? And the people's devising a vain thing. The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his, in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like earthenware. Now, therefore, O kings, show discernment. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the Son, that he not become angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. And uh, there's, um, there's so much in these Psalms. I need to be, we need to skim through, actually, quite quickly. Let's just pray. Lord, help me to uh, share some of the things that you've put on my heart through your word today. In Jesus' name. Okay, so two, two very different psalms. The first one is, a, is like a, a psalm of wisdom, like Proverbs. Whereas the second one is a prophetic psalm, like Isaiah or Jeremiah. The first one's about the individual, and the second one is addressed to the whole world. The first one is about the believer, whereas the second one's about the savior. Psalm one is about a a man who is like a tree. Psalm two is about a man who hung on a tree. But they both are talking about blessing. Psalm one starts with blessing Psalm 2 ends with blessing. So we start off, how blessed is the man? And when we say the man, we're including the ladies here. The Bible, I'm sure, is including men and women. So if, you, if you're not a man this morning, um, please include yourself, <laughs> what we're talking about. Blessed is the person, if you like, who does all these things. And then at the end, it says, how blessed is everyone, how blessed are all. Who take refuge in Him? So we're starting with blessing, and we're ending with blessing. And as I said, the themes that Greg's been talking about are very much um, in this psalm. Uh, so, first one is four Ws: Word, worship, wonders, and world. All right. So, the first one is is uh, was that we are radically Bible-based. And that's, that's what comes out in Psalm 1, isn't it, with this man? He loves to meditate in God's law. And of course, when this was written, something like 4,000 years ago, um, they only had probably that much of the Bible because the, the New Testament hadn't been written. Not all of the Old Testament had been written. And so the law was God's word. But for us, it's, it's the whole of God's word. And then uh, if, we, if we move on to worship, um, this idea of a tree you know, it struck, struck me that a tree is like a symbol of worship really I think trees are amazing They've, you know, they're so strong they're so heavy they weigh many tons some trees and they just stand there like this I think God's created them as objects of worship to challenge us and he says you need to be like that strong just firm and just there to give glory to God and, and in fact there's more than that because um, if, we go, if we were to look at Psalm I think it's 67, here it is um, sorry no, it's Isaiah here we are, it says in Isaiah you will go out with joy be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. You ever heard uh, leaves rustling in the wind in a forest? That's the trees clapping their hands to God. And so God says, uh, this man who's so blessed, he meditates in God's word. He's like a tree that worships God. God. And the other thing about the tree is it's planted by streams of water. It's drawing water from the ground. And um, uh, that, again, that's a picture of the Holy Spirit. Um, The the Bible often uses water as an image of the Holy Spirit. And so in um, John chapter 7, Jesus talked about this. Um, It was an event where they were pouring out great jars of water, for a Jewish festival. And, and Jesus' comment was this, John 7 it is. Um, on the last, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and he said, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And then the, um, it's John comments after this, he says, but this he spoke of the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive for the spirit was not yet given because jesus had not yet been glorified and so the water that um, feeds the tree actually is the holy spirit and if you remember the theme on that particular subject was that we are holy spirit reliant and that's 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 what god wants us to be so We're relying on the word, but we're also relying on the spirit. And we need both, actually, to go together. And then um, the fourth W is the world. And that very much comes out in Psalm 2. But before we go on to that, I just think we need to look at um, uh, this idea of blessing. Because um, it says in Psalm 67 that God blesses us that all the ends of the earth may fear him. So there's a reason for God blessing us all right it's not just for us now the psalm says that uh, in everything he does he prospers and you know there's a kind of hint here of of what's often called prosperity teaching which is um i think is one of those christian teachings that goes a little bit too far because very often the idea you get with prosperity teaching is this is all for us we can be prosperous we can be rich we can we can have everything because of god and there's a truth here that God wants us to prosper but it's not for us actually it's for the world so God blesses us it says in Psalm 67 it says again God blesses us that all the ends of the earth may fear him so when God blesses us the purpose of it is that people look on and say what's going on with those people you know God's blessing them and they want to know more. So God's blessing should be an instrument for us to reach out to the world. And I think that's what it's talking about. Uh, so that, that's Psalm 1. Um, we could say much more, but let's move straight on. In fact, no, before we do, I just want to give one example of, of this in the Bible, because the, the story of Joseph is, a, is an amazing example of God blessing someone. It wasn't all blessing. If you know the story of Joseph, he had quite a difficult start. <laughs> so he was having all these dreams and visions and uh, his brothers were jealous. So they sold him into slavery and he went to Egypt, taken as a slave. He ended up in prison. It just seemed to get worse and worse and worse. But there was a purpose in it. And of course, he, he was lifted out of prison into a very prominent position where he was able to administer uh, the, the food for a seven-year famine, and it was so significant that his own family ended up coming to Egypt for food and of being reunited with him. And there's a comment um, uh, somewhere in in the Bible that I think it's in in that section where Joseph says to his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And I think it's quite significant when you look at the blessing that Israel, who was Joseph's father, so Israel was formerly Jacob, but his name was changed to Israel, so he was the father of the whole of the Jews, the nation of Israel. And just before he died, Israel pronounced a blessing on all of his 12 sons. And some of them were quite brief, but Joseph's was significant. And this is what Israel said to Joseph. It's in Genesis 49, verse 22. Uh, if you want to look at it later, and it says, Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a spring. Does that ring any bells? This is the man in Psalm 1, isn't it? He's a fruitful bough by a spring, and it says his branches go over the wall. So the blessing wasn't just for, the, for, for him, it was to extend over the wall to others. And that's, that's what Joseph did. That was the story of Joseph's life. That the blessing that he, in the end, received wasn't, wasn't just for him. It was for his family. It was for, the, it was for the whole of Egypt. It was for other nations. And so Joseph is, an, is a prime example of this principle in action. It says, The archers bitterly attacked him and shot at him and harassed him, but his bow remained firm and his arms were agile, from the hands of the mighty one of Jacob and it goes on and on and it finishes up the blessings of your father have surpassed the blessings of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills may they be on the head of Joseph and so blessing isn't just for our benefit it's for the world thanks for listening Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.